Hey, Moms That Lead. Welcome back to our final episode in our series of interviews with female leaders about how we can use the experiences of the last 18 months to become stronger leaders. Today's episode features my friend, Lauren Kramer of JetBlue Airways. Just like many leaders, she faced the daunting task of leading through a time of great uncertainty. Not only that, but she took over a new team and new responsibilities during the pandemic. Listen to hear how through this, she was able to build trust, develop resilience, and even recover from a bit of her perfectionism, something that I'm sure none of us can relate to, right? But first, some introductions. Lauren is the manager of JetBlue University's Assessment, Measurement, and Evaluation team. In her role, Lauren leads a team that helps leaders make improvements to learning programs to support JetBlue crew members' successful performance in the operation. The ultimate goal of her team is to proliferate a culture of evaluation, making purposeful data collection and use a habit across JetBlue. Lauren is passionate about all things data, except pie charts. And she especially enjoys helping others understand how to use data in meaningful ways. And in case you're new to the Moms That Lead movement, here's a little bit about me and what you can expect from this podcast. Are you ready to jump off the hamster wheel and finally listen to that voice inside that says you were meant for more? Are you ready to replace overwhelm with calm and clarity, self-doubt with confidence, and mom guilt with connection? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Moms That Lead podcast, where we know that moms have a unique ability to be world changers and that leadership is not about position. But instead, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, then you are a leader. I'm Terry Schmidt, your host and leadership mentor, determined to bring you the inspiration, motivation, and practical tips to help you live your best life. I'm a corporate leader and coach turned nonprofit founder. My family's journey to completing an Ironman triathlon changed my life forever. And I want to be your friend on the journey to gain the clarity, confidence, and connection that I gained from that experience. So if you're ready to ditch mom guilt and activate your strengths, let's jump in. Welcome, Lauren, to the Moms That Lead podcast. I'm excited to have you on. I know we've had some conversations as we went through the pandemic, and I'm so excited to hear about lessons that you've learned. But before we jump into that, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do as a leader, anything you want to share about your family or hobbies, anything that gives us a sense of your journey to where you are today. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm definitely excited to talk a little bit more about the lessons learned during the pandemic. My leadership journey began a few years ago when I had the opportunity to lead a team of analysts at JetBlue University, the learning analytics team, where we help leaders use data to make better decisions about training programs. So I've been in that role for a few years, but prior to that, I, I had been on the team for about seven years, supporting in various roles. So really enjoyed 
learning and helping others learn about how to use data effectively. But it wasn't until a few years ago that I got the opportunity to actually formally start leading the team. More recently, I've taken on additional roles in leading some other teams as well. So definitely excited to talk a little bit more about that. But that's kind of where my leadership journey began at JetBlue. As far as hobbies go, I love spending time with my parents and my sister and my husband and playing board games. That's really one of my big passions. That's great. Any favorite board games? Oh, gosh. Well, I think it's very appropriate that we've gotten really into pandemic lately. (laughs) You know, we played that too early in the pandemic and it felt a little bit weird to pull that game out of the cabinet, but it is a great game. Definitely. Yep, definitely. I love uh, cooperative games. If that says anything about me, that's my favorite. Yes, yes. And I think that probably does say a lot about you. I wonder if anyone's done that an assessment of what your favorite board game is and how that affects your leadership style. Yeah, BuzzFeed quiz waiting to happen there. Exactly, exactly. Well, great. Well, I'd love to hear from you, since you haven't had a chance to be on the podcast yet, about what it means to you to be a leader and if you have a favorite leadership experience that you'd like to share. I think what it means to me to be a leader is really just helping others discover their unique gifts and how they can use them to make an impact on the world. I like to think of it as just putting the right people in the right place at the right time and helping them unlock their potential. I think my favorite part about being a leader, I I love helping others at the individual level, but I think where it's really rewarding for me is not just helping individuals, but building a strong team. Mm -hmm. Some of my favorite memories and favorite instances of, of being a leader is where the team has really come together to use their unique strengths to become, you know, something greater than just working individually. So whether that's creating tools to help communicate insights from data together, collaborating on that, setting goals for the team when we've come together to plan out the entire year to determine what we want to accomplish that year or participating in volunteer activities together. Those are some of my favorite memories where we're all working collaboratively as a team, not just as individuals working um, alone, but helping each other grow stronger. That's great. I love that. And I think something that we don't talk about a lot is that aspect of leading teams and not just leading individuals. I, I think the impact just gets magnified there when you can help get in the right place and give them the tools that they need to succeed. So thank you for calling that out and highlighting that. And I think it relates back to what you were talking about, about your collaborative games too. So um, definitely seeing some themes here. So thank you for that. As I mentioned at the beginning, I know that you've definitely, like many leaders, had a challenging time as we've journeyed over the past, you know, 15, 16 months. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about what your journey has been over that time as we've gone through this global pandemic and what were some of the challenges that you faced? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that probably everyone faced, but particularly being in the airline industry, is around just uncertainty during this time. So there are a couple of layers to that. Really, uncertainty around just the future of the industry was one of the biggest things I think that that we faced at JetBlue, especially. And also just like uncertainty around the future state of work, too. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we worked remotely for quite some time, but what does that look like 
after all of this? How, how is my, is my job going to exist? Is the, what is the state of my job going to look like? And being able to communicate that to the team and help answer their questions, being able to support my team in times of uncertainty was really challenging. And being able to navigate the changes that came as a result of that uncertainty too. For me, the changes that occurred as a result of the uncertainty included new responsibilities. So it was a great opportunity for me to take on additional responsibilities with leading a new team, but it also that in itself presented challenges too. Like how do you build trust quickly in a time of uncertainty? Mm. How can you make sure that you're supporting this brand new team that you're taking on while you really don't have certainty about what the future holds for the organization or for uh, the team in general? There's no real blueprint for how this is supposed to go. So it was definitely challenging for me coming from someone whose job relies on identifying trends and patterns in data. (laughs) There's no data to pull from. So being able to kind of navigate what that uncertainty was like was definitely, definitely challenging. Yeah, that that's a great point that especially, and I can empathize also as someone who likes to make decisions based on data, this is a situation where no one has really been through it before. So trying to learn from past experiences, there are pieces that maybe we can apply from past similar challenges, but no one has been through anything like this and in the way that we could learn from it and feel more comfortable in the decisions we're making necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about, you know, the challenge of building trust quickly in a time of uncertainty, extremely challenging, I can imagine. How were you able to get through that? And did you discover any techniques that tended to work with that? I think the biggest thing for that was about being authentic. So the being able to admit when I didn't have the answer was, was really big and and not just trying to make something up because it was more comfortable or I thought that's what they needed to hear. Being able to, to say, you know, we, we're not really sure about how this is going to go, but we'll keep you updated. Communicating frequently was huge. Things were changing on such a dramatic scale that we were meeting almost daily to talk about the, the state of, of what's going on, what the expectations are. So I think being able to communicate clearly and effectively was really important in building the trust and also just listening, mm-hmm. listening to the concerns because oftentimes it wasn't just about work. It was also about other things. Like if we're going back into the office, how am I going to make sure that my kids are able to attend school remotely still or concerns around being able to visit fa- friends and family when it's important to them and There was just a lot of just listening and being able to communicate authentically, I think was really Mm -hmm. important and being able to not just say the thing that they wanted to hear, but making Mm -hmm. sure that we're still communicating if there was some uncertainty or questions around what the next step was. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's fascinating as we go through this series of talking to different leaders about what they've learned uh, during these past year and a half or, you know, 16 months or so, that theme of being authentic, of being vulnerable, of being okay with saying what you don't know when you don't know something is definitely a theme that is rising to the top. So not surprised to hear that in your answer at all. What were 
some of the other leadership lessons that you learned from your journey through the past 15 months or so? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me was learning to be comfortable with mistakes. Like we talked about, there's no clear path on how you should approach some of this. It's a very gray area of what the right next step is and being very comfortable with with making mistakes sometimes and not having any sort of shame or guilt around those mistakes that are made and being able to recover from them. I think, you know, especially taking on a new team and having new responsibilities for me, it was really challenging. And there were a lot of mistakes that I made <laughs> that were, you know, sometimes it was, it was difficult to recover from them, but I think I got really comfortable with it pretty quickly because I realized, you know, I made a mistake. I'll adjust going forward and we'll move on because I need to be there for my team. I need to make sure that they're feeling okay and that, that they're feeling supported. So I can't necessarily dwell on what I should have done. I'll just have to adjust what I do next time and, and move on from it. Yeah. And is that something that comes to you easily or naturally as part of your personality or oh, absolutely. you had to learn? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely not. I definitely had to learn that. That is something that I think overall being being a perfectionist was really difficult for me to, to cope with. And so being able to have this opportunity to make mistakes and learn from them was huge. And I think also it, it helps me with confidence too. So being able to recover from the mistakes that I made or being able to respond appropriately made me realize, okay, no, I've got this. And learning in this time that I have skills to be a leader and to help a team grow and develop despite an imperfect situation has been really, really helpful. I feel like if we can make it through this, we can make it through anything. Definitely. I, I think that's a, a quote for the day or, or for the year or couple years. And and do you see that then carrying forward as we hopefully get out of the crisis situation and, and maybe into a more stable leadership and work environment, fingers crossed. How do you see that learning that happened during the pandemic carry forward? Well, definitely being comfortable with uncertainty. Things are still uncertain, right? Even in any situation, granted, it was a lot worse in a global pandemic than it was in some other times. But I definitely see that being as we're recovering from this, still being an essential skill to be able to respond quickly and to change is huge. And then also being able to coach others through any of their struggles with, you know, being a perfectionist or struggling mm -hmm. when there is uncertainty. I think I've already had the opportunity recently on a more minor scale with some of my team members who have either made mistakes as I'm growing my new team. I have new crew members joining and as they're learning along the way, helping them cope with, okay, I don't know exactly how to do this, but I'll try to figure it out. And if you um, do happen to make a couple mistakes along the way, it's okay, because we'll learn from it. And being mm -hmm. able to reflect on that and, and move forward with it is huge. I definitely agree as a perfectionist as well. You know, being okay with mistakes is something that is challenging. But now that you've had those experiences where you've made mistakes and been able to recover, like you said, you have the experience and the confidence that you can then share with others to authentically say mistakes are okay. And yes, they actually are sometimes good because you can learn 
such a great deal from them. You know, we always give lip service to that, that failure is the best way to learn, but it sure is hard, hard to do it. But it sounds like you were in a situation where you were kind of forced into making some of those mistakes. So now you have the experiences that can allow you to say that with confidence. Yeah. And I think it's about building the psychological safety for the team Mm -hmm. to know that mistakes are okay. And even encouraging transparency around it within the team too. I think there's a tendency to cover up your mistakes or try to move on from them. But I think even being able to discuss it as a team is huge. That kind of gets to the next question I wanted to get your thoughts on. Our tendency as we go through a difficult time, and I know I'm feeling this now too, is just to want to move on as quickly as possible, you know, to return to normal, but that can rob us of learning lessons from that time. It sounds like you've done some reflection and have really solidified those lessons that you've learned from this time. How did you go about reflecting on the challenges that you faced so that you could learn from those hard times? A huge part of this is talking to others about it. So Mm -hmm. definitely looking introspectively and reflecting on it, but it, for me, it's again, I'm very collaborative. So it was really helpful for me to have people to talk to about it. I think one of the things that helped the most was at the beginning, when we started working remotely, we had a daily meeting with within our manager group in our department and being able to have that dedicated time to talk about not just getting updates on, you know, what's going on with our organization, what's going on within our department, but also to be able to talk about what we were experiencing as leaders in supporting our teams through this time was huge. And being able to be vulnerable with each other and talk about it. I mean, it was kind of unique because in some cases being remote or doing like a Zoom meeting can feel so impersonal or like you're not connecting as well. But I think there's no better place to be vulnerable than Mm -hmm. on a Zoom meeting sitting on your couch. True. So I think in a way, it really helps kind of break down some some walls and help us kind of be there for each other. So talking to peers and then talking to others too, outside of my department or outside of even the company, taking walks with my husband was one of my favorite things to do mm-hmm. after dinner during this time. And we would spend a lot of time just kind of reflecting on our day and sharing with each other. And he offered some really good perspective too. And then being reflective on the stuff that hasn't changed during this time was really important to me too. And it helped me ground myself again. So even despite all the uncertainty, like keeping in mind the stuff that hasn't changed and being mindful of why I love being a leader and really keeping that in mind and at the forefront and reminding myself of that when things did get tough. Yeah. So when you're facing situations or tasks that are not all that much fun for you, having that in mind about what does light you up about being a leader. Right. Sounds like that was helpful. What I'm hearing in your answer is, you know, the reflection didn't just come at the end of the situation. You were you were interjecting those reflective times throughout the pandemic, almost as a, I don't want to say a survival mechanism, but almost to help you get through the situation in addition to learning from the situation. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And I think having those check-ins helps get get me through it. But it also, those are the things that I'm going to remember the most after Mm -hmm. this. 
Yeah. So that's a great lesson, you know, being a leader and hopefully we won't have to go through another situation like this, but if we do have to face ambiguous situations where there is a lot of concern or a lot of ambiguity, some of what I heard you say is make those times for collaborative reflection, for collaborative support, and then also focus on what you do know and and what you can control and keeping those in the forefront of your mind also. That was so good. <laughs> so I love these leadership lessons. And I know you've talked a little bit about how learning them over the past 15 months or so has benefited you even recently. I'd love to hear more about that now that you've learned some of these lessons in the past month or so. How have you seen them play out? in your work and in your leadership? I think I've become far more resilient in this time. So being able to be faced with a challenge, it just, it puts things into perspective. Like we talked about, like if we can get through this, we can get through anything. And so I feel that when I am faced with a leadership challenge or when I am faced with something that isn't something I would love to do or is a difficult conversation, I feel like it's definitely being able to pull on those experiences of navigating an uncertainty and having to make decisions quickly and having to communicate change. It's, I know I can do it. And I think also being able to be there for people who are also experiencing that as well on potentially a smaller scale where it's, you know, someone is struggling with a change that's being implemented or someone is struggling with a mistake that they've made, just being able to draw on that knowledge. Now I kind of do have a little bit of a blueprint. Now I mm -hmm. can say, oh, this is what happened. And this is, this is how I approached it in the past and this worked well. So it was definitely helpful for me to gain those experiences to draw on. That's great. Obviously, this is not an experience that we would wish on anyone or want to go through again ourselves. But I think hopefully if we can learn from it, then we can move forward as stronger leaders. So thank you for sharing your experiences. Thank you and congratulations on managing those challenging times. I'm sure it won't be the last of the challenging times that we face, but definitely do want to just commend you on being able to learn from them and to move forward. Thank you. So we have a question that we're asking all of our guests in season two, and I'd love to hear your answer to it. So what's the one leadership lesson that you feel most passionate about passing on, whether that be to your kids in the future or to those that you lead? I'd love to hear if you could only pass on one leadership lesson, which one do you feel most passionate about? The thing that I would want to pass on the most to, to any of my future children or, or future people that I lead would be that you're capable of more than you think you're capable of, but that's especially true when you work together as a team. I love the, the quote, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. So being able to not only identify your own strengths and use them for good, but being able to use those strengths in, in a team environment, you're going to make so much more of a difference. Being a part of a team is so much more rewarding than working individually. You can accomplish so much more when you're working together. 
I love that. And I think that is a wonderful place to end. So thank you again, Lauren, for coming on. Thank you for sharing your experiences. I know that the lessons that you learned and the perspective that you shared is going to benefit a lot of leaders out there. So really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much. It's definitely been a pleasure. Another great episode talking to a female leader who's learned so much from this difficult time. Here are your takeaways. In times of uncertainty, be authentic and communicate frequently. Build trust by admitting when you don't have the answer to a question and being there to listen to concerns. Number two, as a leader, even as a recovering perfectionist, it's important to get comfortable with mistakes, to learn from them, and to be able to move on because you need to be there for your team instead of dwelling on your past failures. Number three, mistakes and failure can increase your confidence and your resilience. Number four, in the middle of times of change, gain perspective by reflecting on what hasn't changed. And number five, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. There you go. I hope throughout this series that you've taken time to reflect on those three questions that we talked about back in episode 46 and have learned from listening to these brilliant female leaders so that we can all move forward as stronger leaders into the new normal. We'll be taking next week off for Independence Day in the United States, but join us again on July 14th as we begin a series about resetting our leadership as we rethink and reimagine how we want to show up and lead in our workplaces, families, and communities. And as always, until next time, lead with love.